Paul? Yeah, I can hear well. Hey, so, you know, I hear some non-dual teachers say you have to want it more than anything as far as, you know, enlightenment, awakening, whatever. But then I, I question, well, who? Who wants to want it? Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. It just, uh, it just throws me for a loop the first time I heard it. I'm thinking, oh, shit, maybe I don't want it bad enough. You know, because yeah. that ain't because it ain't happened. And then I'm thinking, well, shit, who the fuck wants it? You know, I mean, it, it's just shit's just happening the way it happens. And yeah, you know, I got to chime in. That's just such a difficult thing. Like the course is, of course, in miracles presents it that way. And mm -hmm. to me, finally, it was OK that it was just indicating that you're not a victim, that there's nothing preventing you from it. Because if, if you don't, if you're if you're not wanting it that or if you're wanting it and it's not happening and you're thinking that something else is preventing you from having it. I think that's the best way that it addresses that. But to the regular mental mind, it doesn't understand that, right? Because it's it only knows subject object, so it, it will think that something else has to be preventing it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Well, the, like Ramana, when he spoke about the questions of free will in this one pamphlet and predetermination, he says the only real value questions about those two topics has is to be used as pointers to who has it who has the question so you can mm -hmm. you just did it what you i would say that's the most appropriate response is well who is it that needs to want it yeah yes and so basically um but again that they're using language yeah and hopefully when you were in the room you wouldn't uh, trip on that particular statement. You would feel something, yeah? And uh, that's the thing. A, a lot of times, everyone has different points of view. We did a, a thing here in Moab. They asked me to choose a meeting, a movie to show. And so I didn't want to you know, get a horror movie or a slasher film. So I got a very nice Buddhist film called Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, Spring. Beautiful Korean film. And they played it. And then afterwards, people shared what, you know, what they got out of the film. And it was amazing, the difference, you know, how the same film brought about a totally different, uh, they were mind, you know, M-I-E-M-I-N-E-D, they were uh, a different uh, gem was brought out of it. And some of them were surprising to me, like some of the women there were talking about the violence towards women or something. And I had never even noticed that in the film. And so you, the thing is the whole point isn't really the words. It's hopefully what we are speaks louder than what we say. Yeah. And so the, the it's sort of like uh you know putting five billion dollars in a in a toyota you know 1978 toyota that which is delivering the the value isn't that yes it's just the toyota but what's coming through or or being delivered by the toyota has the value so hopefully like when i first went to satsang the lady that was sharing it, we were outside, you couldn't hear her whatsoever. 
She was very soft-spoken and there was only like eight or nine people there or less and you couldn't hear her, but it didn't matter because you felt something, yes? You, you felt or sensed something. And that's really what brought me back. It wasn't what she said. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, people talk about being earnest and wanting. And uh, let's just say, let's just, if you're here right now, let's say the wanting is already a, a done deal. It's done its job, yeah? Now, wanting it is looked at as almost a disservice because you are it, yeah? So the wanting has its point and its purpose, but then it does come to an expiration where the wanting it will continue to be blind to the fact that you are it, yeah? This is what happens with sort of spiritual addiction. You get addicted to the prize. We had it in the old the recovery meeting where there's a statement, a prayer in recovery that people use, which is, uh, please, please relieve me of the bondage of self. And so this man, I think it was Jono shared, and we were talking, he says, well, something just came to me. I've been praying, please relieve me of the bondage of self, but I've been, in the, I've been in the relief of the bondage of self. So the praying to have the relief occur was a way of denying the fact that I was in the relief. That's exactly what can happen, yes? Mm -hmm. So the whole point is, is uh, the invitation isn't, yeah, it's like dinner at nine, but it's basically telling you it's, well, the invitation is you're already at the dinner. The dilemma is you're facing the wrong way. You're at the table, the meal's there. You have a, that's why when you, you resonate it, when you hear the message, there's a resonate, it's resonance, yeah? Because you're smelling the food. You just can't see it because you're looking at the kitchen door, waiting for someone to bring the food in. The meal's already here. We just have to see that we're not that which is looking at this way, and then you'll see, yeah? You'll see that that which you wanted is already available right now. And so the wanting of it would, be, would cause a certain blindness to it, yes? So wanting has its purpose and its time, but that time and purpose can run out. And then if you keep wanting it while you're in it, it's a denial that you're in it. Yeah. So this everything has its time. So you say one thing. Yeah, just like in recovery, a lot of people, they need to be like in a boot camp and they need a drill sergeant and they need to have the fear of drinking fucking beat into them. And, they, and watched over all day. And maybe it works for a month or two or six months, but it doesn't stay that way. You outgrow being motivated by fear not to drink into wanting to have that relief or that recovery, yes? So there's a, trans, there's a point where things transition. And it's, if you're clear about being here, you'll have the eyes to see when it's time, yes? Yeah. So mm -hmm. right. I don't want squat, really. And again, then again, uh, I don't want another pruned superfood bar. That's one thing. I know what I don't want is another pruned superfood bar. <laughs> but the idea 
again, a lot of the wanting and stuff is implying a spiritual kind of growth that you're going to continually be grabbing the next rung of the ladder. I don't, I'm not interested in the ladder, really. Yeah. So, and I feel the interest in the ladder wasn't, wasn't from me anyway. It was from something, some mental activity that can't rest. Yeah. It can't rest. It can't enjoy peace of mind. It's like that statement in, in faith mind, you know, you can't use activity. That would be the head to produce stillness. That would be activity. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. So maybe you need an activity of wanting something, but when you have it, keep wanting it would be a way of being blind to your in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, just cool. this is about the horse in front of the cart. It's about you don't have to go to the dinner. You're there. You just have to look in another way. And you and in that one way of looking, it can't do it. Yeah. There's got to be a recognition that you're not that which looks only this one way. And then there's possibilities open up. Yeah. And you can, and over time, if you keep hearing this message and entertaining it, you get introduced to a different logic than the mental logic, seriously. And then you get enough samples of it over time that you see a seamlessness in the logic, yes? And you see that this whole event is, we, its job is to have us ask backwards, yeah? It's, it's to, to live as if the cart is in front of the horse instead of always the horse being in front of the cart, no matter how it appears. It never changes that fact. But we don't, we're not based on that fact. We're based on that the cart is in front of the horse. Yeah. So we're mm -hmm. at the dinner, but we're looking at the kitchen door. And then we, we have ideas and thoughts. We don't, the head does of what's coming, a pot roast or a turkey or whatever, a shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Instead of recognizing what's available right now and all this necessary is for you to be turned around. And first of all, you got to admit you can't turn yourself around. Yeah. So you lose interest in that idea of self that's looking at the kitchen door. And then you go back into the fallback position, which is you're at the table. Yeah. Here now. Yeah. So and that's that's happening a lot more. And but what I notice also is the mind is getting particularly uh, nasty. It it's mm. just getting really upset at times, you know, because there's a lot of clear saying, but then at times it gets it gets rip shit. <laughs> well, yeah, stuff, of course. Well, know? when a, what would happen if a parasite movement or something got threatened? You'd see its fangs, really. When they're totally. sunk in you, you don't see them. You're sort of sitting. When you see the mouth of it from somewhere else, then its fangs are showing. Yeah. 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 It's the slow-mo uh, of it that's scary. Because then you're thinking that you're you're somewhere and you're totally out to lunch. You're like sleepwalking. No, I'd rather have the the big eruptions because they're going to end. This too shall pass. And then 
basically, uh, there's not much uh, scrambling of the panoramic view. There's a panoramic view. And then you see the activity appearing in the view, not clouding the view. You see it appearing in the view, yeah? When it's clouding the view, it feels like it's adversarial. When you see it, you appear, it's appearing in the view, it's acceptance, yeah? Yeah. The bigger problem would be you trying to move the chaos out of the panoramic view. That's a large chaotic scrambling of the panoramic view. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, right. Cool. I Thanks, meet Paul. so many people like last people or yesterday we did this radio station thing. Uh, it's funny. A lot of people, they don't know what the hell I'm saying, but I do. I have a, I feel a certainty. I, I, it makes total sense when it's coming through this, I, you know, but that's why I feel like you need to stick with it <laughs> and hopefully it will grow to make sense to you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it does make a lot of sense more and more, more and more. Yeah. 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 That's the point. And so because there's a lot of, uh, Again, the system that that which is agitated and its nature is agitated, that's what it does. It attempts to agitate so that you don't see clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But the beautiful thing, as Ramana said, you're already in it, the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. Yeah. You just don't think so, but it's, right. it's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the contortions because you're not getting out of anything <laughs> you might as well just enjoy the contortions for the contortion sake of it <laughs> well, once it's seen then, then there's a, a seeing of it then it's like oh okay no big deal you know it's just sometimes getting sucked back in for a while. Yeah, and, it, and the thing is, it's that uh, ratio of being sucked in or not changes. Now, the, the megaphone of the one aspect of the ratio will keep that very, very uh, unclear to you, but uh, the percentage of interest and attention is on the move. It's being moved from the dead activity to something living, yes? To the seeing, not the seer. To the hearing, not the hearer, yeah? It's inevitably being moved, yeah. yeah. That's sort of like we, in recovery, we talk about faith, you know, trust the process. Yeah, that's the point, yeah? It's an aspect of us... Uh, you know, there's a lot of faith distributed through us. And then when you take, bring it back to where we seem to be, the faith is more concentrated. Yeah? And then that's, that's where the, there's that trust in the process or trust in the message or trust, yeah? It's concentrated. Sort of like a lot of people have the experience of an unspoken yes or knowledge before all knowledge. But that's because 
the faith is comp- is there's nothing that lights up the faith than something that's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a powerful combination. And uh, that faith lends itself in this experience of, of Paul as a, as a basis that a lot of light traveling can occur on. Yeah. And really that which is moving, constantly moving, this activity of Paul, what more do you want is to have all that movement to be a lighter form of movement, no matter what you are moving through, you know, heartache or great success, but a sense of traveling lighter through it all. Uh, I can't see what better uh, effect you could be looking for, really. Yeah, this idea that uh, transport yourself through your own effort to the stars is a joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is yeah, uh, been seen. Yeah. Yeah. So you lose interest in all the mystical, mythical thinking. And you're just you're you're here, not because you got here, it's because you can never leave here. <laughs> That's the here. It's not there's no thought or effort in it that has to constantly be renewed to be here. It's a fact that you've never not been here. It's a totally different uh, response to that than if there's the feeling that you arrive somewhere. It's that arrival doesn't pr- uh, promote much rest, yeah? Because you're afraid you're gonna leave and shit like that. But when you get that, there's only here, true, truly, that there's all your shenanigans has never changed any fact about that. There's, it's a very uh, relaxing, it's like a very, very long, drawn-out exhale. Yeah, you just give up the ghost, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's not much worrying about vigilance anymore either, because I'm not vigilant at all. I'm too fucking lazy. I don't really yeah. give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing there. Yes, I mean, again, and then who's going to tell you if you want it? You know, your head is. <laughs> you can't, yeah, there's no right. reliable judge that you can rely on in your own little activity. You, t- <laughs> you go to the false prophet to tell you how it's going to occur. It's crazy. So, yeah. 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 But I love the Zoom. I'm happy here because we've had a, a a certain groundwork when you're introducing the ideas to new people, it's can get to be, you almost need like a, one of those, uh, you know, uh, dirt movers. You may have the, seems sort of, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, this I, sounds it's great. I, it's like playing in your home field than on an away game. I sometimes I like the home field. Yeah. 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 No, it's been really good. Good, good. Well, anyone else is out there wants to share was anything. Thank you, Paul. Oh, you're welcome. I don't even see you. Where were you? I'm up here, up top. Oh, it's Mike. Oh, Mike. Very rarely speaks. Great, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can go into your five year hibernation. That's the plan. Yeah. See you <laughs> next time. <laughs> See you in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
Anyone else? Lisa Anybody? M, have anything you want to ask or say? No. I'm just good. delighted. The end of answers, end of questions, just hanging out and loving it all. Oh, great, great. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a, let's hope that's a very long phase. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else, Mike? I don't see any hands. Mm. I liked you guys finishing up with uh, that. What's going to tell you? The head, head's going to tell you whether you want it or not. <clears throat> that struck me as how <laughs> there's a certain experience of uh, certainly not being able to believe the head and being okay with that, but a, a more subtle like, oh, bummer. I'm, you know, there's nothing telling me, you know, that I'm good or right <laughs> or headed in the right direction. <laughs> well, you're better. You're much better served with I don't know than knowing from that source. Yeah. <laughs> knowing from that source is <laughs> not reliable. I'd rather go into the wilderness of I don't know. You'll definitely be clearly led based on that. Really? Yeah? Yeah. And you, know, you can say maybe, maybe not, but in time, over time, you come to the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like this is fanciful thinking. This is observing facts that have occurred, yeah? When you give up the idea of knowing how you want things to be, the way they seem to be or how they are, are so much more rewarding to yourself and others. And you just see the myopic failure of that GPS, yeah? It's a jealous GPS, really. It doesn't want anyone else telling you how to get to 213 Wilmack Avenue. <laughs> it doesn't, especially if you have a faster route, it doesn't want that, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like doing a Google search. It always, is, it always gets to the number one. <laughs> Wait a minute, who can I rely on? Me. <laughs> Isn't there anything else? No. <laughs> yeah. I'll think about that every time I do a Google, Google search now. <laughs> it's funny. Well, you know, they feed all the time, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is, it's a trip, man. It's true. But to get the feeling I'd like to get across today that... It, I don't know if you know comic books, but there were DC comics they had in, I think it was Superman. They had Bizarro World, yeah, where everything is backwards. Yeah. So coming is going, yes, staying is leaving. This is how exactly it is in a lot of ways. We're trying to get in to what we can't be out of. And we're trying to get out of what we can't be in. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you're starving and you're looking at the kitchen door doing all this effort and and of course you haven't moved an inch you're not even close to the kitchen door but the head has told you 
oh, you're getting closer and closer while the dinner's getting cold. Yeah. All you need to do is some, someone tap. I mean, it will be self-evident when you turn around. No one has to fucking try to explain to you roast beef. The roast beef will be there. <laughs> yes. You won't have to have hang on explanations of truth or sense of presence or anything because you'll have an intimacy with it. Yeah. You'll be right there engaged in the, the event called living. Yeah. But when you're facing the other way, you got to base everything on hearsay, truly, because you haven't had a piece of roast meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not getting shit. You're getting the same old, same old. Yeah. And you can't turn around. Yeah. That which is implied to be before will brook no other before before it. Yes. This is the thing called playing God. That's the whole movement of the head. It claims what's happening to imply there's a you, and then that you is presupposed before everything that's happening. So you are established as the mental before that brooks no other before. Yeah. So then the before, which is what we are now, conceptually appears to be after the mental before that's manufactured. So the horse is behind the is yeah behind the cart. How are you gonna and then you're thinking you're on a horse. That's why it needs to be pointed out you're on a cart. That's why you're not going anywhere. Get off the cart and get on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> you think the cart's a horse it's not going anywhere yeah giddy up cart <laughs> giddy up cart saddle on it and then it just makes up scenery it tells you oh this is a different new relationship because the person I'm in the relationship isn't Jill it's Sue but it's the same fucking relationship same shit that went on that went on with Sue is going on with Jill. But there's a complete a difference given to it by the title of a noun. Yeah. Oh, it's totally different. I'm with Jill now. <laughs> Both when I was with Sue and Jill, I had to go to Angna man management. And but I thought Sue was the reason why. But now I'm in anger management, and now it's Jill is the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> not seeing that you're the reason why. <laughs> Don't you think it would be good to get a diagnosis? Hey, we're out to lunch. Yeah, people feel excited and they think it's anxiety. They can't even get excited about something. They, oh no, I'm anxious and they take a pill. <laughs> And they want to talk about mystical, multidimensional fucking time travel. We can't even discern or diagnose a different feeling. <laughs> Which is right where we seem to be. We have no idea what's going on here, but we think we have incredible ideas of what's going on in the universal infinite space. It's incredible. I noticed it with the satsangs. We'd have satsang 
And then people, some would want to go into the mental mind candy of, oh, there's 11 of us going on. And then we'd have announcements about meetings next week. And maybe we had to cancel one. It took more time explaining to people there wasn't going to be a meeting next Wednesday than it did with the multi-universe description. Yeah. <laughs> What are you going to see facing the other way? As the Course in Miracles says, if anyone's interested in it, the reason why the first six lessons are that the six lessons is because we see only the past. Wouldn't that be like being at a dinner table and, and actually facing the other way? <laughs> All we can do is imagine the past dinners while we're looking at the kitchen door and just pre-conceptualizing what's coming when we're at the freaking dinner. So if you lose interest in that, and I find just like when I used to lose interest in conversations in another room, because I was hoping that girl was talking about me and then I may ask her out, you know, but as soon as I hear she's talking about someone else, I lose complete interest in that conversation because it's not about me. That's the exact same thing that happens up here. You lose interest in the narrative that's based on you because you're not that you. Instead of trying to change the narrative, you know, maybe, you know, shorten some of the chapters or shit like that. Yeah. You just lose interest in the whole thing. I think it's much more efficient, yeah? I do, because th there's no way if I, try to, if I try to lose interest, that could be seen as having interest, yeah? So you can't get out of it when you're seemingly the one in it, yeah? So you, you lose interest in that dualistic event, and then what happens? You'll gain interest. There'll be a gaining of interest and those interests will be like being a, at a card game and the, the interest will turn over the cards. Yeah. And you'll have your an intimate recognition. Yes. It, you know, enjoying peace of mind, comprehending the word serenity. Yeah. The peace that passeth all understanding, the cards will get flipped and you can fucking see it. Is there something inside ourselves that is addicted to suffering, Paul? Because I don't see another explanation. I mean, something. Well, something... It's addicted to you, and if the if that entails suffering, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. It figures it's worth it to run the gauntlet of satisfaction and suffering yeah as long as it's me it's addicted to the idea of the one if that one produces a lot of suffering so be it yeah i'll blame it on others and fucking mm -hmm. become a victim and get a lot of violins and start playing and talk to a lot of people ad nauseum about how i'm being treated and this and that but there'll be a a richness in the addictive nature of its you. Yeah. So, yes. 
Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, most of us understands that this this me is not there. So it's a kind of a feeling. We 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 sort of run after the feeling of not being in ease in at ease. Because why why do we chase that thing? I, I don't understand that. Well, why? yeah. I don't know if it's a chasing. I think if you're in suffering, you're not in something else. And I think that something else, there would be uh, much lesser of a you in that than there is in suffering. So the more you, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to be in that pool. So if it's suffering, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. I feel sometimes when you're in joy and shit like that, there's an easy forgetting of self. In suffering, it tends to sort of really amplify or magnify idea, the idea of being the one who's suffering. But when you're in joy, you forget that one. When you're surfing or shit like that, you're not, uh, there's a, a, a real loss of interest in that peculiar point of view because you're being overwhelmed by the joy of the event, let's say sex or something like that. Yeah, but the suffering tends to amplify the one. Yeah, so I would imagine if there was an addiction to that one, it, that would be a, another, like a night, another drug for that to take to amplify that one, which is suffering, yeah? Look at it. There's a lot of people who are, well, what we call people, let's say there's a lot of aspects of mind that are in involved with suffering that's based on what's not happening. Yeah. I mean, a huge amount of what we call suffering isn't produced by a, an apparent condition right now. It's mentally derived. It's being, it's being made up. <laughs> yeah, we actually may be in a very good situation but we're not responding to that. We're responding to, you know, I'm never going to be loved or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I feel when you're out to lunch, uh, that's the real stage of selfing. When you're really here, the selfing is, is pretty easy to see. You don't even pay attention to it a lot, but when you do, it's easy to see, see it when you're completely enveloped you're seeing everything from it. So it's a different ball game. Yeah. So I would think that's why it would probably lean towards the, the idea of suffering because it amplifies the, the idea of self. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And I think that's its drive. Who knows why? I mean, you know, who knows why Hal in 2001 decided it was, it was time to take over the fucking, uh, <laughs> expedition, but it did, and it didn't tell anyone else. So they were all probably saying, why? Why are we going towards fucking Jupiter and shit like that? But Hal had already overridden them. Well, you could call this little activity Hal. Yeah. Because it seems that something should recognize one day or the other that getting uh, into the notion of me is suffering, but it seems that it gets lost, confused. Well, because, the, because in time, the me is, is manufactured before really time sets up for us. 
So we're, it isn't like there's an option that I can unbecome or become me. It's already oh, saying yeah. you are one. It's, you, mm-hmm. it's a, in, as soon as the mental time, the mental time clock kicks in, the zero of that clock is you already are self. It's not like you're becoming self. You already are. Yeah. So it, it jumps to a conclusion and it bypasses any idea of process to get to that conclusion. When you feel like a self, you feel like you've been one for a while, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it uses time. Time is like a weight. If you had something going on for a second, it wouldn't make way much. But let's say you put a big dose of or a dollop of time on it, the effects or your reactions to it are going to be much more pronounced. Yeah. So time is a uh, is part of the magic trick, big time. So in this case. It said, instead of building up the weight of self, it says that it's already that weight, you know, you are self. And basically the option then is, let me get out of it as much as I can, (laughs) maybe forget it as much as I can. But basically that's the established point is that you are a self. That's why we don't like to use the word self. We like to use the verb selfing because the selfing is really the activity that is used to imply self. So there's no, it doesn't build up the weight. It says it already has the weight. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already, as soon as you put the backpack, someone doesn't start putting in the weight in. You have the, you pick up the backpack. It's got 50 pounds in it already. Yeah. So (laughs) its effects are immediate. Yeah. And then that that immediate effect becomes the norm. And then you're living as that. Yeah. Yeah. And you never look in. It's like the old you never look in the the knapsack. You just, you know, hey, what could be unloaded from that? You don't get that possibility because you're identified as the knapsack. So to speak. Right. Right. Yeah. And then if you try to work on yourself after years of working on yourself, you may realize all of that was captured by the statement self can't get out of self. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, but then again, there was great value in all that shit you did that didn't work when you see it didn't work. There's value there because maybe you'll realize something. Yeah. (laughs) We watched this movie last night, this, uh, Buddhist movie from Korea. So this guy, the older wise dude in it is a healer and it's beautiful setting. If you ever want to watch a beautiful movie, it uh, it's on a lake and there's this incredible cool, like Korean style building on a, on a platform in the middle of the lake. And people come to see this monk and he does uses herbs and stuff. So this lady brings her daughter and he has a younger monk living with them since the kid, since the guy was like four years old. So this, this woman brings her sick daughter to the place and then and he, they, she stays there. The, the mother leaves and then the desire kicks in the younger monk, monk he wants to party with the, the girl. And so the old monk lets shit happen and he's making the herbs. But the point was to get this well. And she got well by fornication and having this love affair with this poor monk who went crazy. So 
he basically says, well, it worked, you're healed, so now you can leave to the world. He didn't have any dog in the hunt. It wasn't, I, what I wanted to heal her with didn't heal, he just said, hey, it worked. <laughs> and now it's time to go. And so, you know, so this is, uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing. So you beat your head against the wall, that could be valuable when you stop beating your head against the wall. You find, wow, it has value. Hey, I don't wanna <laughs> beat my head against the wall anymore. Far, far out. So if you fail on the spiritual journey, which I believe is its point, truly, when it fails, that's its value. Yeah. Just like saviors. I don't I think the value of a savior is to fail you because you don't need to be saved. Yeah. So therefore, there and that's why everyone gets bummed out by these teachers that go out and you know, fool around with sex and money and power and shit. And they're all disappointed, but that showed there's value in that. Yeah. Yeah. You see it? Wait a minute. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my take on it. Right. It's, Thanks. it's an addiction. It's an addiction, bro. You know, here's an addiction with cocaine. Yeah. Your curtains now become blankets. Yeah, you don't want any light in. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of your behavior is dictated by the addiction to Coke. I used to love to go to the ocean and surfing. When I was on Coke, I wasn't going to the ocean and I definitely wasn't surfing. I was in a room with blankets over and fucking things stuffed underneath the door and just barricaded in there. Yeah. Wow, that sucked. Yeah, but the obsession with the cocaine was more important than the decor of the room. Yeah. So this addiction to being a self is much more important in because you believe you don't want to suffer. It may thrive in a suffering element. Yeah. So that's what's confusing to us. People believe, hey, this always blew my mind. In recovery, I realized that I could turn my life over to a dog catcher. And if I look at everyone in these squares, I could turn my life over to most of you, some I wouldn't. And you would do a better job with it than I do because you have no vested interest in me. There's so much vested interest in me, it's part of the disease. It's actually the failing aspect of it. I'm too concerned about Paul. <laughs> And, the, and especially Paul that I'm not, and Paul that I'm not likes fucking enclosed rooms with blankets, tripping out on drugs. Yeah, it does. And this, and if you've ever done cocaine, it is one of the worst payoff cost ratio of anything you can ever do. You get highs, but most of the time you're in incredible anxiety. You feel like shit. You can't go to sleep. It sucks mostly. So maybe in a 24 hour period, you get about 45 minutes of flashes of euphoria. The rest of the time sucks, yeah? Yet there's a continuation of doing it. It sucks, I'm serious, I'm telling you the truth, yeah? So talk about uh, what's going on there. Why would I do that? Well, you have no power over something. Something has taken over and wants to do this. 
And that's what we're on. And the head is way beyond being addicted to a drug because there's always a sense of what you are is different than the drug. In this case, you're identified as the drug. Self is the drug and you're identified as self. Yeah. So when you, when you try to stop doing the drug, you're trying to stop doing the drug as the drug. Self can't get out of self. You're not realizing what you're calling Paul is a mental drug. Yeah, it is. It's a mental drug. That's why it's shaped as a singularity. Yeah. So it can disguise the duality of the event. Yeah. You look at you and you see only one of you. So you're thinking, oh, you study duality as a seeming one, but you're not. You're you're a two. Yeah. You're a two trying to understand two by disguising the two, one of the two as a one. There you go. Yeah. Aren't you sometimes what's thought about in the head? Yeah, that would mean you are an object, yes? So the head, let's say the head's thinking about Lisa as Lisa. The thing that he's think that Lisa's head's thinking about is an object. It's pictured as a body called Lisa, yeah? Right. Then the next second, Lisa feels like it's the one that's thinking about Lisa as the body. So now Lisa is the mental subject. This is what non-duality negates, that subject-object. Thing, yeah, it's disguised because it's an activity of two, but pictured as a one, a one body. Yeah, but in fact, <laughs> it's just subject objecting all freaking day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at, I'm at this the addiction to the subject aspect, and there's the addiction to the object aspect. Yeah, what is the biggest uh, product, no matter what year, no matter how the economy is, that's that sells vanity. Yes, I bet you people have used forty different kinds of moisturizers in some of these zooms. Yeah, anti wrinkle, take the bags away, tons of this shit. There's nothing right or wrong with it, but in one sense. The subject that thinks it's doing it is can only switch to be the object. Yes, it's just an addiction. Yeah, yeah. How? What happens when you get relieved from an addiction? You lose interest. Yeah, you lose interest in the shit that you were doing. That's what happens. It has nothing to do with gain. Gaining interest will come later, but you lose interest in that. Yeah, that's what happens. That's relief. Well, here you are. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going for temporary relief because that's all it can be when you're in the act of being identified as self. You'll get temporary relief from self as self. That's it. Sometimes you get four minutes of relief with a shot of cocaine and tons of hours of hell and it makes fucking sense. It makes sense to pay those consequences. That's what happened with me. I The way in the addiction had me was I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. That's an incredible bad deal, eh? 
two-year prison sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe uh, I'm not surprised about any of it. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, Narcissus. If you take the pond away, it'll stand in front of a department store window and just watch it, look at its reflection. Yes. The addiction doesn't need the pond. It, it will find whatever surface to get a reflection from. And the mental state gets a reflection from thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And this is why I think that why is a subtle form of suffering and then not so subtle, right? It's like a key to Pandora's box and it's everything inside Pandora's box. Yes. Well, everyone, like Lisa said, and other people, you will arrive at uh, loss of interest in questions and stuff. I just don't want you to now or we won't have Zoom. <laughs> Well, Elvin has, don't worry, Elvin has a hand up. Long something. <laughs> but really, to a point that, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. You got a hand from Elvin. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, I have a question about experimenting. Um, you know, uh, Basically, like addic addiction, I think, you know, it's just uh, getting frustrated by certain type of people, certain behaviors and, you know, all this stuff. Um, even though I know that somehow that doesn't make sense, but uh, I still have that, you know, contraction in the body and I feel like, you know, sense of this frustration and anger and all that stuff. Sometimes, you know, I try to do that, um, not paying attention much, hoping that, you know, it's gonna go away. Sometimes it does, I think, you know, or loses its uh, strength of this um, frustration. Um, but, you know, or, or is this something that, you know, nothing can be done, it just happens? There's something you can do. There's a lot of people go to like these dance events and you dance your frustrations out. Yes, so they do. Keeping the, keeping the energy levels up. Well, yeah, it's, you express it in a different form than putting your foot in your mouth. You go dance, you're not, necessarily dancing with another person, but they have these things, you dance out your, uh, you know, the dangling emotive little bits of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd recommend right now. I just came to me when I was looking at you. Just dance, yeah. The frustration isn't what you think. Frustration is sort of like the mental, you know, the flow of entry, energy, the mental state has made like a map of streets and avenues, puts a lot of stop signs and lights. And so a frustration stops something, yeah? And then you don't, and then you're just sitting there and you, because you don't want it to go the way it usually goes, but you're not coming up with any other new idea. 
But when you find a new idea, man, to dance your frustrations out are great. You'll feel great. Yeah? Instead of dumping it on someone else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, basically, it should go away, right? I mean, in time, uh, well, I mean, there, there should be any expectations. So why should I expect other people the way they... I think they should behave. And even though, I mean, I know that there are no people anyway, so they're part of me, aren't they? So we are. <laughs> well, no, what I would do, honey, I would do is just leave, let's say, wanting people to do what you want to do, yeah? And just see, you're not that, that thinks it's wanting people to do what you want them to do, yeah? Use it to ask that question of what's before that statement, yeah? Because the meaning of that statement is coming from what's before, which is you. Yeah. If it's not you, it won't matter so much. Exactly. So I'm frustrated that people aren't doing what I want them to do. Hallelujah. It's a long line. Join the line. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think the expectation is still like, you know, when you come to a certain stage or well, there is no progress, right? Anyway, so when you well, come to an understanding. Yes, but uh, I'm telling you, uh, the step of expectation is in the wrong stairway. Yeah, you better just, uh, yeah, yes. Expectations are a way of myopicizing, making the views myopic. So now you want it to be a look a certain way, and it can come in a lot of different forms and ways, and you won't exactly. recognize it. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm not the one who has an expectation, and then see what happens. Yeah. But frustration happens to you as well, right? Everyone. Well, continue this way for five minutes, yes, probably. <laughs> I could end there. I could come there faster, but it's not. No, no. Of course, there's frustration. My head wants to, you know, wants the warm the water to be warmer in the shower than it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. But this is the act and the react and the and the uh, response of the action figure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just that, like in recovery. It says something beautiful. It says you lose interest in self, yes, as an effect, and in your little plans and designs. And the word little is great because most people, when they're obsessed with themselves, every plan and design is big, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when this shit gets downsized, it won't seem like it did when it was made into a mountain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and Basically, all really rooted in the losing interest in what you're not, really. So, yes? And yeah. That effect will show throughout everything else. It will. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, there's no way you're going to become a perfect person. <laughs> and what is perfect, anyway? As you, as you expect and conceptualize, yeah? You're, yeah. you're there getting your, your final... The most perfect person prize, and you'll have a big fart or something. Also, there'll be you'll be the butt of a joke, and once again, <laughs> there'll be you'll ask for a moment of silence, and there'll be a big the exhaust pipe will let out a big. 
<laughs> you can't win here, honey. It's just, <laughs> we all get dirty and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But that's the piece of art, you see. Paul and you as a body and as this personality and as this mixed up confluence or whatever, uh, when there's enough interest taken away from it, it's a beautiful piece of art, really. I mean, the, the, the wealth of sarcasm, I mean, satire and irony and uh, it's just never ending. Yeah. So you're just watching, basically. It's like a theater, isn't it? Well, there's, thank yeah. God there, there isn't me watching, because then there, that would be a watching of me. <laughs> no, there's just whatever, yeah. yeah. I sometimes feel like I'm watching, including me, everybody. It's something yeah. like that. That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that... that, that uh, seeing will be claimed by the head and now you'll have the thief me and then the policewoman thing mm. me. yeah so just know that's going to happen doesn't mean it happens but it's it's going to appear to happen that's what occurs yeah but the thief and the policeman do not have the ability to see okay They're arrived by the claiming of steam yeah yeah mm. they have no ability to see yeah they have an ability to look, yeah. They can be like a direction pointer, but they're not seeing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Hey. Yeah. You're welcome, man. We're not gonna stay too long today. Uh, we're gonna go uh, look at a giant wall with supposed Indian writings on it. Yeah. Um, it's probably gonna say there is no self. I can uh, add this, read this post that Joyce just post, posted yesterday that goes along the your recommendation about dancing. Can I go ahead? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not it's not a recommendation for everyone, and it's only a recommendation. It's no, not it's, like an order. No, I'm just yeah. segueing because it's more than just that. Yeah, okay, we here. have a thing back where we live here in Mar where we live in California. There was this. A group they used to call it the five rhythms and stuff and they set up a safe space you wouldn't be you know yapping to the opposite sex if unless you wanted to and so people could just dance on their own to a, a whole slew of different music that would trigger those sloppy dangling emotions you know so that instead of getting stuck they could be expressed and dance and people would feel uh, uh, much lighter when they left. So hallelujah, yeah. Yeah, so this post expresses it great. Let's start, okay, here goes. You gotta resurrect the deep pain within you and give it a place to live that's not within your body. Let it live in art, let it live in writing, let it live in music, let it be devoured by building brighter connections. Your body is not a coffin for pain to be buried in, put it somewhere else. That's good, yes, yes, yeah. And all the while realize it's not you doing any of it. Yes, please. <laughs> there's nothing like a noble journey to uh, reflect a big you. Seriously, a noble journey is a very large surface to uh, project that image. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. There is value, you know, when they would uh, share, you know, keep it simple in a way. There's a value in that because uh, most heroic journeys have a central, you know, have a character. There's the one who's the hero. <laughs> most journeys to 7-Eleven don't have a hero. <laughs> Most journeys walking in the woods don't have a hero, yeah? But <laughs> I like those better in a way, yeah. I saw that with my this own experience. For some reason or not, I in my life, spirituality was raised above everything else, yeah? I thought it was much more important to do this stuff than any other shit I could be doing. And in my own experience, that was quite off. Now, I'm not saying it is for everyone, but it was definitely for me. So I needed to, when I started to do these shares, my head's response was, I gotta try to live up to this message. But it was quickly told to me, no, <laughs> that's not necessary. We like you just the way you are. We're gonna use you very well. And just read, you know, New York Yankee blogs and shit like that. Go to buy some pants and <laughs> send yourself around the corner for a half an hour. That's basically been most of my life since then. <laughs> no heroic journeys for you, like the suit Nazi. <laughs> No heroic journeys for you. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. We're going to end soon, I think. So, yes. Yeah, because we're going we're gonna to try to get you some of the day to go look at. If you ever have a chance to come to this place, Moab, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's high desert, but with uh, a national park called Arches and just unbelievable uh, geography. Yeah, and it has a very nice energy. I, this is the second time, and it has the same feeling exactly as before. And a very nice uh, juice. So, all right, I'm going to uh, say goodbye to everyone. I see you. Oh, I see a lovely girl with my friend from Romania. There she is. Okay. Hello. Hello, dear. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. How old are you? Eight. Eight. She speaks very good English. She listens to a lot of videos on YouTube, though. Oh, really? Yes. Eight, you're eight years old. Wow. Yes. <laughs> let's say everyone, let's sing her happy birthday. American Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we really would appreciate it both. It would be a great way for us to continue to support great 
programming like Paul Hederman coming to Moab. Y'all are all welcome to Moab. It's a great place to live. Thanks, Paul, for the for the uh, uh, thank promo. You. And I wasn't paid for that. Well, yeah, Wabi Sabi Moab. Uh, .org for hearth space. I, I put it on the chat board. Uh, thank you all. Hey, great yeah, talk. Great to meet all of you. Thing to get this non-profit uh, non, uh, recognition. They have a good plan to help people here. Yeah. All right. So let me say hello to everyone. We've got Mike. Mike is still up. Oh, that's nice. He's still got the pleasure of we got Lisa. Nice to see you, Lisa, again. There's Alex from the Hudson Valley. Pleasure. She's getting more and more beautiful every day. She's bright, brightening up. Yeah. We got Jacob. There he is. Nice to see you, Jacob. I, at, I went to the shirt today. I went to the shirts. I see the freedom from bondage is there. That's very nice. And I went to the writings in the in the zoo, in the uh, website. Very good. Yeah, excellent. And the music. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for do uh, contributing. Thank you. And be and feel free to contribute whatever art or music or whatever you're interested in sharing. Sharing. We got Kenneth from. Uh, we got Kenneth from Vancouver. Uh, we got to turn it down. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got thank you. We got hey hey Mike, can hey, you mute hey, them all? Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Mute all right. All right. Whoops. You got it. Whoops. You got to mute first. I did. So okay. there's Christine. Nice to see you, Christine. Ruby Rose from Kansas, Wichita. We got PK from Lyon City. There he is. Nice to see you, PK. We've got Chris. There he is, Chris. Thank you. Oh, Richard, he's come back from the uh, from the, the void, made an appearance. Nice to see you, Richard. And Edda, say hello to Edda for us. Yeah. You can maybe take Edda to the void. Yeah. We got Roman. Nice to see you, Roman from Germany. We got Vlad. I think he's in Portugal now, right? Yes, he's in Portugal. Great to see you, Vlad. Yeah. Stefan, thank you. Yes. And Vlad has beautiful music on the site. Very beautiful. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Yes. We got, uh, oh, Susanna W. Always a pleasure. There she is. We got Tariq from uh, Dover, New Jersey. Nice to see you, Tariq. Craig May. Oh, there he is. We saw it was Dolly last week, and now it's Craig. Nice to see you, Craig. Uh, nice guy out there. We got Ben C., Ben Clark, one of the poet laureates of Zen Bitchlot. Oh, we got Terry from Maine. Nice to see you, Terry. Yes. Sonia, there she is. Nice to see you, Sonia. We got uh, Mahavir. Mahavir also, some of the Portuguese folks have come today. It's always a pleasure, yeah. We got David B, there he is. Oh, we got Robert H from freaking uh, Toronto area. Nice to see Robert, an old friend of mine hey, from Canada, eh? Hmm? Good to see you, man. Nice to see you, man. 
We got a new, always a pleasure. We got Joe from the Bronx. There's no deer in the Bronx, Joe. I see deer in this picture. I know there's not a deer in the Bronx. That there, are there are deer on City Island, and City Island is in the Bronx. Oh, is it? Oh, Jesus Christ. I've been proven wrong. My New York history. <laughs> wow. Now, there, at one time, City Island must have been attached to the Bronx, but realized the mistake and actually detached from the Bronx. <laughs> it's possible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Taj. Taj, I've been having uh, coffee with him at the live meetings on Saturday. Very nice. And Nina, Nina's doing something for a, a sort of mini retreat for December 11th. And I guess it would be the 12th and the 10th at my, our house. We're going to have meetings there. If you're interested, get in touch with Mike Z and then Mike will give you Nina. Nice to see you, Nina. All right. Was that all right, Chris? Yeah, Nina, yeah. We got Christy. Uh, we got phone numbers. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone. It was such a pleasure. I'm happy to see you all. Yeah. See you, David Bitterman. He's got the gloves on. What happened? Are you killing someone, David, or no? All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. I'm on break right now. Oh, all right. All right. I do all concerts. Right. I'm, working, I'm working the Rolling Stones right now. Are you? Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was good to tune in for a minute. Appreciate all it. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Is he gone? Oh. Okay. Yep.